Hello, and you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Hey, Herman, last time we were together, you had started talking about can you, will you win? So I got just one question. Can we? <laughs> yes, we can. We'll do that. Do that right after I pray. Lord, thank you so much that you truly are in a grace model. You're in an invitation model. You're asking us to participate with you to do life in the best possible way. And all the things that you have stated, which truly are commands, they're still our choice. I pray that we can understand that in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. I feel like a little kid. Can we, can we, huh? huh, huh, huh can we? <laughs> that is a great little technique to use on people. The can you, will you win model is, is a great little technique. But let me tell you where this came up very recently. I was uh, teaching a class and there was a slide that had the title, Can Any Relationship Be Broken? And the class looked at it and I just simply said, so what do you think about that title? And one of the people said, I don't believe that at all. I don't think any relationship can be broken. Huh? <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, uh, wow, that's interesting. What, what does the rest of the class think? And there was another person that started agreeing with them. No, I don't think any relationship can be broken. I uh, then stopped and said, so let's determine what is our definition here? What, what's going on that you don't think any relationship can be broken? And they started bringing up uh, the fact that there's plenty of relationships out there that aren't broken. And I said, oh, I see what's going on. Uh, we need to define some terms here, don't we? And I said, well, how do you define the word can? And that's very critical. So just think about that statement. Any relationship can be broken. How do people typically define can even in, in a if you're saying, no, any relationship can't be broken? That you're saying it's not possible. Right. It's not possible. Can simply means ability. Is there the capacity? Is there the ability that it can be broken? And that's all we're really saying with a statement like that. They're reading it from the viewpoint of it will be broken. Every relationship will be broken. That's a very different term. <laughs> it's very, very important <laughs> that, we, that we simply define those terms. Any relationship can be broken. Yes, there, any relationship has the, the capacity. Any relationship has that built into it that it can be broken. It's the reason why we talk about the math of relationships. I love this from uh, Robert Fritz. The math of relationships, two to say yes, one to say no. no. Now, that's a very important piece of information that Robert Fritz talks about. If I am saying yes and you are saying yes, we have a good chance to have a real relationship, correct? Right. If you're saying yes and I'm saying no, we can still have a relationship, but it's not going to be very good. No, it's an endurance contest. That's right. It may be a true endurance contest on your part, because if I'm saying no, I really don't care anymore. And this is what's so interesting if we just think back on... on uh, much of our dating relationship earlier in life, or maybe some people are going through that right now, the dating relationship. At some point, one person feels very powerful and one person feels underpowered. What's going on there with the math of relationships? Someone saying no. Exactly. Who has the power, the person saying yes or the person saying no? Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. Generally, the person saying no. Why? 
Now, just think about it from this viewpoint. If I am saying yes to the relationship, I'm I'm feeling underpowered because you're saying no, and I want the relationship to work. If you're saying no, you're saying, I don't care if it works or not. So you're going to have more power in the relationship. And just think about so many dating relationships. I can remember Louie and I back in high school when I, I really can remember that far back. But I can remember the times that we broke up and I can I can remember the time that she was more interested in somebody else. And I felt a, just a tremendous urge to try to get her back. And the same type of thing would happen when I was not feeling really particularly involved in the relationship. She just wanted me. So that two to say yes and one to say no is a very simple and powerful process. Okay, but I got to tell you, my head's hurting right now (laughs) because it is very clear that words matter. They really do. They matter a lot. And we started talking about any relationship can be broken. Mm-hmm. And you're helping me define the can, the, right. the ability. Because my head's still back there. I'm still hearing mm-hmm. my seventh grade teacher going, yes, you may. Can denotes an ability, mm-hmm. not, not permission. That's right. So if we take that simple little story about can and turn it into the technique of can you, will you, when, it can be very powerful for us. And here's why. Most of the things that we're talking about as it pertains to behavior in a relationship, you do have the ability to do something about it, right? Mm -hmm. So we can go back and talk about, can you look at this from an invitational model? Can you look at it from an invitation rather than an obligation? Can you look at having this relationship with this person, meaning you're wanting to have good values in it, or let's, let's say it's marriage. I, I'm going to look at my marriage from the viewpoint of freedom, not obligation. Can I do that? That would be the first question you'd ask somebody. Somebody is sitting here talking about it, and they're going, well, I feel like I've just got to stay married. Well, can you look at it from a freedom? Can you look at it from a want to? What is the only answer for that question? Can you look at this relationship from a viewpoint of just wanting it? Can yes. You, well, why is yes the only option? And no is really not an option. Why is yes the real only option? Okay, but we're talking about marriage here. Any or, relationship, actually. It could, I could have even posed it. Can you look at that person and recognize they have freedom to treat you any way they want? Yes. Okay. Now, now I understand the question. Before I was confused, I wasn't getting it. Okay. So yes is the only answer. No is not even an answer for that question. You might think it is, but it's not an answer because you do have the ability. You can lie to yourself and say, I don't have the ability, but you do have the ability. Now that is very important as you think about this, can you, will you win concept? So I say to you, can you look at them with eyes of freedom and recognize they're free to treat you any way you want. And you come back with, no. And I would go, that's not true. That's not true. Now, I would say, you need to define. Am I doing it as opposed to do I have the ability to do it? Right. So the issue for you is, let's define can. It simply means you have the ability. Oh, okay. That's what you would describe to them. So you say, now let's, let's do that again. Can you offer freedom, can you recognize they are free to treat you any way they want to treat you? Yes. And then they would be able to say yes. 
the next part of the technique is will you. So you've established can you. Why would you want to establish can you before you do the will you? To denote that I do, in fact, have the ability. Excellent insight. That's exactly right, because it becomes very powerful. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> That's right. I'm because, sorry. The light just went on. I don't yeah, like where this is going. I mean, it, it could be as simple as uh, uh, can you behave? Let's just keep it that simple. Oh, yeah, I do have the ability to do that. Okay, now that you know that you have the ability, let's go to the second question. Will you behave or will you seek freedom or will you whatever you want Wait to a throw minute. In that. that means i own that decision That's i don't exactly like exactly right notice how the technique works it specifically is saying oh i do recognize that i do have the ability now i ha i have an option here to make the decision to actually do it or not now that is very powerful when you put it into that context can you will you simply means i do have the ability you're simply not choosing it and then if they say, yes, I will, then you can say, well, when do you want to start? I can already see people fixing the hit speed dial. Herman, what chapter is this? It's really not in any particular chapter. We talk about it in a variety, variety of places, but chapter A would probably be the best chance. So there you have it. Take a look at chapter eight, or you can click on the radio tab and share this program with somebody hopefully you love and you're not using it to abuse. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Now! Welcome back, and you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Herman, before the break, you were saying, can you, will you, when? And it was not very comfortable what you were saying. <laughs> well, that, that technique isn't very comfortable on us because it establishes the fact that when you ask them can, you get it define that can simply means do you have the ability and once they understand oh I do have the ability now they get this question will you and they recognize they have the ability they're just choosing not to do it that is that's what's powerful about that technique so can you behave uh, and you say no and then you define well wait a second can simply means do you have the ability and you go oh okay yes okay now will you behave 
and then the statement is uh, no. And you come back to them at that point in time and simply say, okay, just want, want you to recognize something here. We've already established you have the ability. So that means you're consciously deciding right now, I just won't do that. That's what's very powerful about the can you, will you model. And before the break, I said, please don't use this as a stick to beat someone you love. Because every time I point a finger, there are three right back at me, and I don't like this. Well, the issue is not a matter of trying to beat somebody up. It simply is helping them get into reality. Okay. We have have reality as our friend— and especially if we're willing to live with the reality of our choices. We're, we're making choices. It's, it's very interesting. Our producer was talking about the fact that uh, so many people have this tendency to go visit a psychiatrist just to try to get a get-out-of-jail card for their behavior, <laughs> right? And that is so true of us. You know, I, I, you know I, I'm just a mad person. I just, you know, just give me a little card to say that I've got anger issues. <laughs> or Flip Wilson, the devil made me. Uh, that, that's ultimately where it goes. We, we don't want to be accountable for our own behavior. And that can you, will you, when helps that establish, helps establish a little bit more accountability. You have the ability. You're just choosing not to do it. And hopefully they'll say yes on the will side. And then you get to ask the third question, when? When do you want to start? Okay. Now with the can you, will you, when, mm-hmm. you also talked about the math to relate. Relationships, two to say yes, one to say no. And you carried that into the marriage context. Well, at some point in marriage, even among mature Christians, somebody at some point is saying no to the relationship, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, who knows, but they're still within the context of a marriage that they're not walking out of. Right. So what happens with dating or other relationships? Are you telling me, I mean, truth and love, right? You're telling me I'm supposed to be seeking unrelated conditional relationships from the jump? Well, hold on to that question. Let's let's talk about something before we get to that. And it's it's really important to talk about this idea you're saying we have a tendency to say no in a relationship. What we don't realize and this is one of the things that that our brains don't tend to grab a hold of is how easy it is to say no in a relationship. This is, this is critical for marriages particularly, but any relationship has a tendency to say no to a relationship. And how do you think that happens? I want you to think of some really simple ways that we actually say no to a relationship. Because I want what I want. Exactly. Or if, if I want what I want, I'm typically also saying that you should be Notice the word, you should be, you ought to be, you must be a certain way. And whenever I have that mindset, if I have an obligation mindset toward another person, more than likely I am telling them no. I don't want the relationship. Now, that is hard for you to understand. Let me Why? Give, let Why me, do okay, I do that? Let me, let me give you a simple little analogy. This is one that we've used many, many times. I don't have any hair. I shave my head. I don't have much hair up there anyway. <laughs> so let's assume Louie walks in right now, and she looks at me in the eyes and says, Herman, I'm not going to love you until you have hair. Now, that's a crit- just get that picture in your mind. My beautiful wife, Louie, looks at me and says, uh, Herman, I'm not going to love you until you have hair. She is saying yes or no to the relationship at that point in time. No. She's saying no. But she is saying yes to something or someone with that statement. Who is she saying yes to? Can Herman you- with hair. Exactly. 
very important. Anytime you have an obligation model, you create a fantasy of who the person isn't, but you're creating a fantasy of that person. So Louis is responding, or excuse me, relating to a fantasy of Herman, this this Herman that's sitting here in this chair right next to the real Herman. He has a full head of hair, but he's a fantasy. Anytime you have this obligation model, you create fantasies, and you no longer are actually relating to the real person. You're relating to a fantasy. Okay, so fantasy notwithstanding, is it ever okay to say no? No to a relationship? Yes, sir. Absolutely. What, what do you think would be a great time for you to say no to a relationship? Well, you and Louis are married, so you can't exactly say no to one another. Or, I mean, that's you not can. optimal. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. but that's not the best choice. When it's responsible to do so, when it's not in their best interest. Yeah, anytime some boundaries are being violated, you can say, no, that's not proper. You don't have to cancel the entire relationship, but you can actually say, no, that is not something that I want in this relationship. What I would believe, I believe this loosely, be very careful with what I'm getting ready to say, that relationships that are not marriages tend to have more conditional components in them than those who are married. I want less conditions. I want more unconditional in a marriage than I do in typical relationships. Now, a reason why I'm holding that very lightly is what does the Lord ask us to do with enemies? We're supposed to love our enemies. Oh, wow. So what does Actually, that... Actually, there are five things, but we'll start but, with love our enemies. So at, at, the, at that point, I'm supposed to love my enemies, and that is clearly from what uh, Jesus has asked us to consider in the, the Beatitudes, right? Yes, sir. So if he is asking me to love my enemies, what does that imply? That it says that I am to pursue their best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Well, the best for them is that they die. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what's going on there. The Lord is simply saying you're to pursue their best. You're to... Okay, but are we in the marriage context, dating context, or what about friends? I mean, well, this that's... is hurting my head. As long as we're talking about marriage, this works itself. Sounds good. You start talking about dating, I start getting a bad stomach. You start talking about friendships and professional relationships, I can't eat. I got indigestion. Well, that's exactly what I was saying. Hold it very lightly because I would specifically say that anything outside of marriage has more conditions that you can put on it. It really is just the boundaries that you're talking about because I really do believe if you take it to the extreme, which is God saying through Jesus, God, Jesus obviously is God. I'm sorry to say it that way, but Jesus is saying, love your enemies. That, that has an unconditional component in it also. So the issue for us is, wait, am I just willing to do the love deal or am I trying to find conditions to get out of this relationship? That's too often what happens with us. We're just looking for ways to get away from a relationship. No, let's start looking for ways to stay in it. Therefore, we remove some of this wanting to have conditions so we can, uh, so we can walk away. Okay, I feel like my water fountain has turned into a fire hydrant. <laughs> Where is the freedom model here? The freedom model is you having the freedom to operate with your values no matter how they treat you. That's where the freedom model comes. You're not making it dependent upon how they act. You're making it dependent upon what you value. That is how God relates to us. He is not dependent in his relationship upon my behavior. He is dependent upon who he is. That is how he is relating to me. Is it possible for me to impose rather than live my great values? 
you can always have synthetic values is what we call them. (laughs) (laughs) The issue is, let me go back to that synthetic values concept. Well, here's a synthetic value. The synthetic value would be me looking at Louis and saying, Louis, you're supposed to respect me. And notice the obligation pops in there. And I go through five whys, and eventually, let's say it comes down to the fifth why, and it's you're supposed to respect me so that it would make this relationship easier on me, right? That's a synthetic value. I'm using a real situation. God is asking her to do that. But it's synthetic with me, meaning I'm just using it as a means to get focus on me. That's really what the deal is. (laughs) I can see our director, Carl, with a T-shirt now. The shirt's cotton, but my values are synthetic. (laughs) 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 And the website is Great Relationships. That's gr8relationships.com. Click on the radio tab to review this again. And you'll also find any of the videos in 12 chapters that we're talking about. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. And it's the second part, Herman, that normally you say that I want to bring to everybody's mind. We say that it takes right thinking for right relationships right now. And before the break, you were saying that, you know, from the Beatitudes, Jesus says, love your enemies. And in Matthew five forty four, it says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despite you and persecute you. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, great. I can love my enemies. That's one class. But what do I do? Because you keep telling me that I need to have good values and I need to live them. And immediately I want to try and impose them. Yeah, we, we try to impose them and we totally violate the very thing that Jesus died for us for. He died to give us freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, I'm giving you freedom. It's for freedom that I set you free. It's for liberty. And the very important issue when you ask about, do you have a verse for values? It just skipped my mind. Galatians 5.13 is a perfect verse. Let me just read it to you. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. 
to freedom, in other words. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now just think about that. This whole invitation model is based on you operating with a value that says, those people are free to act however they want toward me. I am not to use my freedom in an irresponsible manner focusing on myself, I'm to use my freedom, limiting my own freedom to give other people the option to be free, treat me however they want to treat me, because I'm going to love them no matter what. That is that is a, a powerful, powerful verse. Matthew 544, right? Loving your enemies. The, the part of the verse I keep choking on, it says, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not talking about marriage for a second. I want to talk about dating or friendships. And I got to tell you, a lot of years I was a terrible friend. What about the whole idea you're in a relationship and it's easy to date someone for a year or a couple of years and you're kind of faking it till you make it. You know, mm-hmm. it's you said, here's this question. Can you, will you win? It's not even I'm canning or choosing to decide. I'm kind of faking it till I know, and I'm just, I'm doing. What's bad about that is you actually know that you have the ability to break off the relationship, but you are in the will phase. You are Self-will. It, it True. I think that's a better way to say it. You are in the will phase, and you are answering, no, I'm not going to break off this relationship for some reason. And generally, that reason is something to do about me. It's not about them. What we miss is the way that we make relationships very easy to understand and very easy to do is to focus on where are my values. Unfortunately, we have these synthetic values all the time. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, we have all these values. We have this Christianese that says, I love you or I want what's best for you. You don't mean that at all. What you mean is I'm going to hope that you're treating me well so that I can feel good about this relationship. That isn't the way Jesus does a relationship with us. That isn't the way that the Lord looks at a relationship with us. He is looking at the relationship simply saying, I'm going to do what's best for you. But please don't compare my relationships to that with Christ because it hurts. Christ is, what can I do for you? My relationships are, what can they do for me, if I'm honest? That's exactly right, and I appreciate the honesty because once you get into that reality, reality is your friend. Once you pay attention to the fact that, oh, I actually am looking at this relationship from what I can get out of it, it's a return on investment relationship. I'm putting in and they're not giving back. I don't want this relationship anymore. I'm saying no. The Lord doesn't say no. We're the ones that say no to him. He has given us the freedom to say yes, and and we're the ones that are always saying no to him. That's a sad situation, and the Lord is asking us to model our relationships with each other the way he relates to us. But if I'm saying no to him, how can I say yes to anyone else? You won't after a period of time. You don't have the energy to say yes to somebody else if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit living the life of Christ through you. You will not have that ability to do that. You have limited ability. That's what we have talked about um, multiple times, the concept of self-control, self-governance. You have (laughs) limited ability for self-control and self-governance unless you have the Holy Spirit as your source for energy. And then you have an inexhaustible supply of self-control. Bless God for his unconditional Mm -hmm. love. You said at the top of the program that any relationship can be broken. 
Can any relationship be redeemed, even if it was founded in my own selfishness and dishonesty? Uh, that's of what we believe. We believe that any relationship can be restored because it's simply dependent on one factor from each person. Are they willing to say yes to pursue the best for the other person? That's all it boils down to. Okay, I'm standing before the bar here, and I say yes, but she's saying no. So does that mean I don't get it, or am I supposed to still say yes? You're still being asked by God to say yes, because that's how he treats us. He continues to say yes to us, even when we're saying no to him. You know, that's just one of those things that is wholly, wholly difficult for us to fathom, isn't it? Thank you, Herman, for our hope is in him. And it's a blessing to know that although any relationship can be broken, any relationship can be restored. And for that to happen, it requires forgiveness and reconciliation, which is why we say it takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We are Great Relationships. Visit us on the web at greatrelationships.com. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.